It's a great joy to see each one of you because it's a privilege that we can get. Maybe some of our friends, our family members who wanted to see last Sunday, we said we will see next Sunday. Couldn't see. We've been already left forever. Maybe some of us, some, some of them slept last night thinking that morning they will go to the church but they are not there. What a great privilege that we are here breathing and living in the midst of the living and walking in, in the presence of God. Amen? Amen. 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 Hello, Amen. Amen. Hello. Amen. Only four people agree with me. Hello, Amen. 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 Yeah, that's like that's like a, a church of Jesus Christ. Yeah, we need to shout. Very happy to see each one of you. Yeah, very happy to see my girl. Tammy, back here. Tammy, you are back. Everybody happy to see you after many years. Yeah, very close to my heart. But thank you so much that I could see her. Many of the things, many people, did they leave, and I do not know whether I will see again. As Karen was saying, Dad, I will try to come for the convocation, and I want to meet you like that. Many are there. God willing, coming in February, provided the Corona may not play some gimmicks. Yeah. Well, let us pray for that. Praise God. And I know because uh, there are many of our um, uh, children in, uh, in Parul as well as outside in churches uh, even uh, turn out when very less in uh, Vadodara church because many of them are going through flu and uh, some are corona. So if you have any flu or any kind of uh, your roommate, housemate have any flus, any cold, cough. Uh, one Sunday you stay and uh, rest if at all it is not good so that we can take care of other people also. Yeah, so do that. <coughs> okay. Last week I shared about what? Falling away. Apostasy. How many of you meditated it again? Very, very, very wonderful church. Yeah. Not even a single hand. What Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. All of you say that, Dad, I love you, but... <laughs> yeah, okay, no problem. No problem. Uh, apostasy, I said that falling away is a, a sign that's going to happen before rapture. Okay, after rapture, before the Antichrist coming up. Bible does, does not uh, authentify saying that there could be great harvest coming, revival coming uh, before Jesus Christ coming. But there is a genuine uh, confirmation from the word of God that before the, the Antichrist, the lawless one, rises up. There will be great fall away. Okay? 
and I told them that, uh, that they, they, why they will be fall, fall away. I also said that some, it is like a bankruptcy, some banks gradually get bankruptcy, some immediately. So it is the same spiritual bankruptcy that is going to happen. It would be gradual. You think that it's okay, it's okay, but one day it would be sudden and you cannot do anything. Okay, and after that, I, I, I said if there are enough biblical supporting characters like Demas and then Shaul and Amasia and disciples of Jesus and Alexander, like that name goes, uh, goes because of them, because of that, they, they fall away is vital in the Bible. Why they have happened someplace, I said they are deceived by the the wrong teachings and demonic spirits and second one disillusioned because the, the words are fallen in uh, in a wave side or in a rock on throne thorns why and that's why the word is that is the people who are distracted okay and then what we need to do i said that examine ourselves examine yourself rather than somebody else examining you examine yourself whether you are in faith or not and second thing I said, encourage yourself because don't wait somebody to come and say, yo, you can do it. But in Samuel, David, when everybody was trying to stone David, Bible says, David engraved himself in the Lord. So you need to, even if your friends, your roommates, your pastor doesn't respond to the time where you are going, you are disgraced. It is your responsibility to get engraved in the Lord. Okay, okay, then I said exercise yourself. We are, we are exercising people for the spiritual, physical health, but we do not exercise our spiritual health. And that is very important. And self-examination. And now that, that means there is a fall away possible. It's going to happen. It could be you, it could be me. It can happen. It's not a, it's not a bias about anybody. It could be a pastor, it could be a believer, it could be a bishop, it could be anybody. If you are not careful, you are going to fall away. And that's why we need to keep on examining every day. So that was my last Sunday's message. And this Sunday's message, I'm going to bring you, Bible says in the, in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 says, If you do these things, you will not stumble. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Okay, let us pray. Loving and gracious Father, we thank you for helping us through your living word to know that what we should do that we should not we may not fall away and we may not stumble as the word gets revealed I pray that God let it penetrate deep into our hearts it may not let remain like a stony heart but it penetrate down having roots and bring forth fruit in our life Help us that God we may not stumble. Help us that God we may not fall away. Help us to do things that you've spoken through the word so that God we can be careful. Holy Spirit of God, help me to, to, to teach.
help the listeners to receive. That the devil may not steal it away, deceive us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Apostle Peter says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. And if you do these things, if you do these things, you will not stumble. You will never stumble. This phrase you need to, should not ignore. Never stumble. It's not you will not stumble. Never stumble. Underline this word in or you are a marker, mark it in your Bible. That if you do these things, you will never stumble. How many of you have not forgotten? We need to remember that, understand that. Before God imparted, before God gave us the new life, we were dead in our trespasses and sins according to Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 3. We were not all washed in the milk, that we were all not righteous people. According to Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 3, it says, we were all being dead in our trespasses and in our sin. We were all, not somebody, no exceptions. We were all dead. And you who made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins too. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Three. Among whom also we shall once conduct ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. We were like that. We fulfilled the lust of the flesh. We walked according to the world. And we were supposed to be receiving wrath of God but we received the mercy of God so now we should never forget that once we were dead in trespasses and sins and you know once we were dead and not today as it said last week I said in Galatians 1 says that how quickly you turned away from God how quickly? Just to have some pleasure or leisure or a friend, a girl or boy, friend, something, something attracted you and quickly you turned away from God. But what was our reality? We were once dead, but today we are not. And then the apostle says, then I am not expecting you to conduct yourself in the same manner that you were yesterday. You know? You must, we must understand, we trusted God and mercifully He opened our blind eyes to see through Holy Spirit the provisions that God has kept us for our eternal life. Without Jesus, we would never know that what God has planned for us because Jesus, very Jesus Himself is the plan of God. And in Him completes everything. It is Ya and Amen. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Devil is the author and finisher of doubts and lies. 
But Jesus is the all and finisher of our faith. To know, to grow in Christ. To grow in Christ, you need to trust God first. Without trusting God, you cannot grow in Christ. You know that? It's very important. So Apostle Paul says, Apostle Peter says, if you do this thing, make sure, diligently make sure you are calling and your election. Your calling and your election. Stumbling means what? So that you will never stumble. Stumbling means what? Faith. Stumbling means what? When you are walking, you are not careful. You are not in the literal meaning. You are not God. You st strike your foot on the edge of this, this couch and you will stumble down. The same thing. If you are not spiritually careful, you can stumble anytime. Anytime. We as body of Christ should know that we have a security in Jesus Christ if we obey Him. If somebody, you, you still think that, am I born again? You are carrying a doubt. Next week, God willing, I will sharing i will be sharing about how you and me can be sure that my salvation is real next god believe if i am alive if you are there we will share many of us live in a doubtful mind that whether because we carry a big question mark on our head that whether i'm saved or not saved It's my prayer that none of us may stumble. It's my prayer that none of none, none of them whom I ministered or any servants of God diligently pray, pastor, and minister to them, none of them may stumble. But it will happen. Go back to go back to uh, first, first Peter, Second Peter one. It says, <coughs> "What it says? Make every effort, make every effort to confirm your calling and your election." What is the calling of a believer? 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 Chapter 1, 3. Chapter 1, 3, 3. Okay. If somebody getting 1, 3. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of Him who called us by the glory and virtue. You understand that? His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We have no excuse. Or somebody hearing you hear that. So don't say that I'm struggling with my, with my life. I'm struggling with my spiritual life. It's not because God has not made provision. It is because you have chosen the wrong path from God. If you are mourning about a relationship, suppose, in case you are mourning about a relationship, 
your boyfriend or husband if it is leading to a mourning if it is leading to a pain that means it's a wrong decision that you have took you need to get out of that relationship quickly because god has already provided you everything that should be right for you in your life and not only for life but also for godliness I struggle in my prayer. You can struggle, but you cannot fail. You can struggle in your Bible reading, but you cannot quit. Because God has already divine power is given to you. Everything related to life and godliness. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Don't, don't allow the devil to tell a lie and you start behaving in that life. You have to come out of it. Out of it. Because it's already given. And then how it is given? Through the knowledge of Him who called us by the glory and virtue. It's, it, it means what? God has, uh, God has already called you through Him. Who? Jesus. By His glory and His virtue. So what is the calling of a believer? The calling of a believer is to come closer to God for salvation, not ministry. The first calling of a believer, any person when he comes to the Lord, the calling is what manifest? It is to come closer to God. Some of us are close to God, but not closer to God. We need to come closer to God. Suppose in this auditorium, the champion is sitting there. She she's far, but still we are close, right? She can listen to me. She can hear me. Or you are close, but no. How John was there? John was leaning on his chest. He was closer to God, closer to Jesus. God has given us all the first calling of any believer is to come close to God in salvation. What is the second thing? Election. Romans chapter 8, 29 and 30. What is election? God election. Election is this is God's selection of a person to be saved before he could ever get saved. For whom he foreknew. Oh, come on. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Understand that? Understand that? You may have got saved at the age of 20 or 15 or I got saved at the age of 35. It may be happened at the age of 35, but I am already saved in the kingdom of God before I could ever born. Because it was predestined. And he knew that who will come, in what circumstances that person will come to the Lord. Maybe through accident, maybe through poverty, maybe through simple born, born in a Christian family, some way. What is it? And that might be first born among them, brethren. And then, 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, he also called. <laughs> Got it? You were predestined by the Lord, so that's why you are called into the church. 
You are called to be saved. Many others in your family, in your community, many there, but they are not called. All the time has not come. Called. And if you are called, no matter how the devil will tell you are a liar, you are a sinner, God has already justified you. Justified in Jesus. I always used to show a picture how God sees. I want three volunteers. Boys or girls, quickly get up. Three volunteers. Yeah, Manasha may be knowing that also what I'm, I used to show. Okay, come. Somebody three. Quickly, quickly come. Quickly come. Yeah. Okay, come here. You come here. He used to play every in, in church groups and everything as God. Okay, suppose it's God. Is she's Jesus and she's a sinner. Okay, and the devil. Okay, I keep on accusing about her. When God before Jesus Christ, when he, she used to see, I was the sin, I was the devil, and he he used to see her as a sinner, alone, standing. But the day she believed in Jesus, what happened? Go back, sorry. Go back. Go back. Hold it. Come here. Hold it. And then now I accuse to God, but God sees what? Not the sinner. The sinner covered by Jesus Christ. This is how God sees you. No matter the enemy say, it is like this. You are covered in the blood of Jesus. You are covered in Jesus. No matter how many times, suppose she fails. Suppose she fails. Okay, she fails and she goes back. But this place, God doesn't give it to anybody. The work she was doing, she will give it to. So if she was preaching to 10 people, you go and preach. Okay, but what does she? She comes back to the Father. What the Father does? Puts her back into that place. Your place is secured in Jesus Christ. No one can take it away. As long as you will not walk away. Thank you. Understand this thing. There's a theory everybody say once born again, once saved, always saved. It is only right, it is right, but no one can put you from the hands of God, but you can walk away from God. So, don't take salvation granted. God will not take away the salvation from you, but you can walk away from the salvation. Because a saved person's right of moral judgment and acceptance is not taken away by God. You have still the moral right to choose or not to choose. That because you are saved doesn't mean that your moral rights are taken away. So, the election of the person is what? God chosen that person to, 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 to get saved before time. So you are not accidentally. In, so many of the people say, many of the children come and say, we never felt like that in India. When we go, we will have a church. India is also part of the globe. <laughs> You know, if you can find a church in Africa, you can find a church in, in, in Gujarat also. 
Okay? It's okay. But why do you have a church here? Because he has already knew that you need a church. He has not imported an African pastor, but he promoted an Indian pastor. To be with you. To be with you. I want to tell you, and that's why Apostle Peter says that make your calling and your election sure. You know that? God is the one who calls you and elects you. We have been saved not by merit, but God called us and elected us. And God wants us to have the security of salvation in Jesus Christ. And the best way to do that security, get that security is to pursue godly virtues and actively growing in, in the life of in the life of Christian life. Second Peter chapter 1, 5 to 7. Second Peter 5 to 7 says, but also for this reason, giving all diligence unto your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. You know that? Same is not enough. You know? As a Christian, we are saved by faith. Okay? And we end up in love. Love of God. Okay? But in between, there are six virtues, six characteristics of God that we need to put on. What is that characteristic? Here it says, if you have faith, virtue. With virtue, knowledge. From knowledge, self-control. With self-control, perseverance. From perseverance, godliness. And from godliness, brotherly kindness. And brotherly kindness to love. Most of us, what we do? We start by faith. We end up professing love. In between is empty. In between is empty. Nobody is bothering to grow. Okay? What is, what is that? Faith is the foundation. Faith is the foundation. Faith is the foundation. And James says faith without action is death. Apostle James, the brother of Jesus, he says faith without action is death. But I want to tell you that salvation by work, we have not received salvation, but we prove salvation by work. Hello? Are you getting me? Hello? Are you getting me? Yeah, I don't think so. We cannot attain salvation by doing good things. We cannot do, do things and get salvation. But a saved person will prove that he is saved in Christ by his action. 
It breeds, grown up, improves by its fruits. In John 15 says, Abide me in me and I abide in you. And what will happen? You will be fruitful. What is faith? Faith is the foundation. What is virtue? What is virtue? In some translation, energy says moral excellence. That's why we talk more about morality. Don't lie, adultery, sexual relationship. Plus, 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 we keep on telling you may think that dad is more fascinated about talking this. No, it is the moral excellence that God is looking for. Because God expects that when you come into faith, you grow in moral excellence. For when you come to the Lord, before that, suppose you had a sexual relationship with anybody and anyone but come to the Lord that time you need to say no I need to be holy before God you will stop playing around with anybody you will stop with a relation that is not right before God's side you will not pursue you not break somebody's house by second by third by or something like that or third man why because that is not acceptable to God Moral excellence is that. God expects that we should be morally right people. And if you have faith, faith should add some virtue. What is virtue? What is virtue? Moral excellence. That means virtue, what should be there? Knowledge. You need knowledge. Why you need knowledge? Not only to study, knowledge is needed, praise, to control and direct your thoughts. You need knowledge. You cannot control your the thoughts, godly, God way, without having godly knowledge, godly, without having a knowledge about Christ. So knowledge is important to direct or correct your thoughts and behaviors. If you are not grown as a Christian, you do not attain the knowledge of Christ, your thoughts and your behaviors both will be rotten. You will be a church goer but act like an insane person. Your thoughts will be filthy languages. I'm witness of that kind of people. They are worshippers, they are church goers but use filthy languages. They crack jobs which are not, we call it in the so-called world, non-vegetarian jobs. Not only we eat non-vegetarian, but we crack jobs also. Means what? That is non-vegetarian, such kind of jobs which people doesn't want to hear. But how can you then make such jobs and part of such kind of jobs as a Christian? That means you are not having the knowledge of Christ, your behaviors are not changed. You are still the old sinful man in the new water. Am I talking to you somebody? We need knowledge. And then what we need? We need self-control. No? We need self-control. Why self-control? Self-control, even when we go through situations and temptations, we will have self-control. In some other places it says, 
self control is uh, uh, self control means controlling situation what is that means i want to tell you the other way to 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 live in reverence to god in every situation no matter what situation there may be sometimes you may be having depression is coming up here but still you will give reverence to god are you listening to me Sometimes you may be feeling hopelessness, but you still remember God. You will give reverence to God. You will not be taken back by the situation. We are not. Don't be a victim of situation. We are supposed to be victors over situations. And how it is possible when you have a true knowledge about Christ, you can direct your thoughts and behaviors to that area. means uh, when you have self control self control i believe self control is uh, a sense of having a right relationship with god you will not be moved sarcastic says even the mountain so and fall into the mountain into the sea i will not be afraid have a book says no the victory may not blossom but i will still wait for the salvation of my god it's what nothing bothers me because i have a close relationship with my father You know stories like that. You know, say any child standing up and he want to come down and he could not come and and on looker says jump, I will hold you, but he will not jump. But somewhere his papa sees his son jump and he willingly jump into his hand. Why? Because he has trust on his father, not on some on lookers. Wherever you are. You may be victim of your choices. Leave that big choices. You may be pursuing some relationship that become rotten, that become that become painful. Leave it because build up a right relationship with God. Then it says, with that comes perseverance. Okay, question endurance. Perseverance is kept keeping eternal goal. What is perseverance? What is our eternal goal? What is our eternal goal? Not the football, okay? What is our eternal goal? Liberty, heaven, okay. What is our eternal goal? Angel. Right, okay. 
eternal goal and we, we keep eternal goal that eternal life as our goal that's why in, in the world no matter how trials and persecution come we still persevere we still persevere and from perseverance what happens godliness godliness you know that i need not to tell anything you know godliness is there and when godliness to then what godliness to brotherly kindness brotherly love some translation says brotherly love this is in new terms that you have brotherly love jesus said i don't call you a servant but i call you brothers friends there is no greater love than a friend lays down his life for his friend that kind of love what is the brotherly love brotherly mean love means unconditional sacrificial love unconditional you may be wrong but i will not part of your wrong but i will be with you a good friend will not mind about any result if there is a spot he will not say oh there is a black spot he will definitely come and clean that black spot others will think oh let everybody laugh we have some friends associated with us they are trying to point out your weaknesses not to cover your nakedness don't go with people who show off your nakedness let like Moses Noah's son what happened the elder when they one has said hey dad is naked after drunk the other one what he did he came and covered it be a friend who covers the nakedness of your brother your sister not be a brother or sister who will expose brothers and sisters don't show hands to anybody look to you yourself which category you are that's brotherly kind of life let me tell you one thing very very blindly here you cannot it is impossible to love god without loving god's family if you don't love god's family and then you say you love god it is impossible bible says with all of your heart and mind and soul and strength love god and love your neighbors love your enemies let your neighbor be your enemy love them and if you don't do that don't call yourself as christian call your your yours as a religious christian i want to tell you something spiritual growth is a long process spiritual growth is a long process and it grows only if you are consistent consistently walk with jesus christ we need to be consistent in walking with jesus christ not sometimes am i talking to somebody so what i said to peter 19 okay go so these are the virtues okay what happened which are the virtues faith and life in between you need all these things and that is where you need to grow that is shows the growth You need to check up in which area you have grown. Have you grown in self-control? Have you grown in this brotherly kind of life? Love. Have you grown in your... She said, I've grown in love. What about brotherly kind of love? That love, 1 Corinthians 13 says, 
love is patient love exists that's okay but what kind of brotherly love what about godliness what about perseverance have you grown there or you are still a child who is willing to take milk by the bottle not ready to take strong food we need to grow in our spiritual walk once upon a time 20 years before you came to the lord and then after 20 years also said once upon a time sometimes our testimonies are like that no we sat testifying today but talking about 10 weeks before something happened we do not have a new testimony once upon a time a grandfather was there he was born again and he wanted to testify every time i told this story here every time and you know some african countries also it would be their houses with bamboos and all like that you know and he what he did he wrote, he said his grandson write down my testimony so he wrote down the testimony and said keep it there about the bamboo shed the the, the blocks and whenever somebody comes so and so suppose they took the name james take my testimony he will take the testimony and he will read for them and again keep them there weeks and months went ahead one day he said james take your testimony my testimony and read james said your testimony was eaten by rats <laughs> understand that we are the same people we have testimonies what happened 10 weeks before 10 months before 20 years we need to grow we need to grow we cannot be you cannot still if you write the standard ones plus or minus equations you will not get a degree a child grows 25 years he, he learns then he gets a degree right or wrong you are engineering or mbas or pharmacy or your age that mature that you study then you got a degree a woman goes through nine months of pain to bring out a child into this world got it the same manner you need to grow in your spiritual walk you cannot be a toddler in your spiritual walk i don't know have you read bible no you can you can tell a story of a film in 5 minutes but you cannot tell about a story about noah in 5 minutes <laughs> I want to tell you one line what it says for he who lacks this thing short sighted who with that 6 plus 2 8 virtues if you don't have this you are short sighted even blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins I want to tell you so being cleansed from past sin does not automatically make you a person of growth you need to grow so having said this medium having said this i want to tell you your spiritual growth is your responsibility the responsibility not the pastor's responsibility you come to your college your parents pay the fees and you come to a college a designated professor or a lecturer gives you lecture and you study take notes and it was your job to go back home and uh, revise it and do the homework and study and write the examination right or wrong 
It is your job. The professor will not come to write for your examination. Last Sunday I shared about falling away, but my students have not revised it. Nobody remembering. That shows you are not you are short-sighted and blinded. That time, pastor, ah, God, pastor, it was about me, it was about me, and after that, short-sighted and blinded, you forgot. I don't know this ushers religiously, judiciously, they sit and write memory verses and give it to you. How many of you know that last week what was the memory verse that you got it? Where is that paper? Maybe in the downstairs dustbin or somewhere in your room. We are not careful about it. Verse 1 to 3. 1 3 says, Go back to 3. 3. As His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. What was it? The, 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 the Apostle Peter was saying, there was, a, there was a situation that was threatening us in our life. You know how Peter, Peter was that Peter died? How many of you know that how Peter died? Okay, liberty, tell me. Upside down, why? Because he said that I cannot get the honor to die as my master and a sinner. So he was crucified upside down. Understand that? And that person is telling, I have threats all over the places. I've been threatened when Jesus was crucified. At that time, I was fearful and I rejected and I denied him. But today, I know that he has given me the divine power pertaining to life and godliness to walk in that. Persecutions will come. Things will not happen the way that we need to. Verse 4. I'm going step by step verses and close it quickly. By which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. God's glory and godliness entrains very great precious promises. Are you there with me? There are promises that we can hold on to. Every every promises of God that is yeah and amen in Jesus Christ. We look for promises in the daily promises, monthly promises. We say new month, new promises. So what is that? It's a great promises God has given to us. And we are partakers of his divine nature. How? Having escaped from the corruption. That is in the world through lust. The corruptions of the world is lustful. Have you escaped? See your lifestyle. You are a Christian. What is the lifestyle that you man man manifest to the world?
we are not worried about losing heaven but we are worried about losing a relationship losing a degree losing a money losing some property we go to court for fighting against our brothers this property belongs to my father so i am equally having the right to get this property we fight for properties Though we know that we are not going to take it away. We need properties. To leave. That is what Bible says. He has already given all things. You have a good father. It is from God. Good father. It is from God. Good studies. It is from God. Good clothes. Everything. Every good thing comes as a gift from heaven. What is 1 Peter 1, 15, 16 says? You know that? As I am holy, you be holy. God is not calling you and me to be good Christians. God is calling you and me to be holy Christians. As who we, he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. All your conduct. Right? Underline that. All your conduct. All your behaviors. All your speaking. All your living. Be holy. Have my likeness and show my image to the world. And then 16 says, Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. So if God is, Jesus is holy, God is holy. Every believer should have the same attitude and behavior to be holy. It's not one time easy. It's a consistent process. It's a consistent process. You need to leave certain things. There are many people who leave many things for God, but don't at all for God. I love smoking. Good work. But what you got? You pray? No, no. Prayer? That time also I was not doing. Now also I am not doing. Yesterday I was sitting with my some of my children and I was looking into some 18 and 19 camps, uh, camps uh, videos and in that video I could see certain faces those who are coming up and testifying in the church that in the camp pastor baptized me and, and something came out of me and I left the smoking, I left this but today those people forgot that they are again into that old nature. They are not seen in church anymore. This pains me. I have baptized them. I have baptized them. They came and said that I believe in Jesus Christ and I want to stop all these rubbish things and I want to accept him and we give the, gave them baptism in the, in the camp. And after that they testified in the church that I got a new life. One person died. Two of them, but some of them I don't see at all. They are living a rotten life as a Christian. 
God is asking for you and me to be holy rather than good Christian. A good Christian is not mindful. He is only mindful of doing good things, not mindful about making things holy. Don't just give me the list of things that you left. Give me also the list of how many things in the godly virtues you added on to yours. I always say, a glass of boiled water and a five rupees of coffee, Nescafe and some sugar can make a coffee. But that same coffee we drink in 1500, 2000 rupees in, in Starbucks and other places. Why? Somebody added value into that simple water and they charge it for it. What is the value that you added in your spiritual life? That somebody will be fascinated seeing your spiritual life. We can sing without having a relationship with God. We can dance without having a relationship with God. Believers should have the same goal to become the holy people. That's why Peter said that all these virtues the believers should add into their life. The virtue, the perseverance, the godliness. All this thing you need to add, like you may take, you need to you add ingredients. We need to add ingredients in our spiritual life. Don't blame anybody. Examine yourself. How you are growing in your spiritual walk. I'm here to help you, but I am not the true helper. I told you earlier also, four things are important for any Christian to grow. What? Word, prayer, Holy Spirit and the church. Without reading Bible, you will not grow in the church, in the spiritual walk. Without praying, without communicating with God, you will not grow. Without the Holy Spirit power, you will not grow. Without a fellowship of church, you will not grow. And then these three growth, four growth comes, you will be responsible to communicate the goodness of God as a testimony to the people. What is the growth that you have? I was listening when I was worshipping. The, the worship leading person you should say, let us lift up our hands. Why? What is the job? The no worshippers can lead you until the numbers you are led by the Holy Spirit. Worshippers expect that you get encouraged. But I always say, let us not exploit emotionally people if God is not speaking to them. Spend invest time with them. We need to we need to add virtues. And then verse 8, what it says. Verse 8. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ. Second Peter, not first Peter. We are talking from Second Peter. See what we say? This virtues, what I said, if it is abound and it grow. Is it says like that in your Bibles? Second Peter chapter 1 8. What it says, praise? 
what is that? This speaks of your sanja upon. And KJV says grow. Here it says things are yours abound and you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. Why we are not having a fruit, a fruit, fruitfulness in knowing Jesus? Because we have not added value to our spiritual work. We are just still the children, child as we started. We do not have any growth left. We hear many pastors speaking, we podcasters, everything, but nothing changed. And verse 9 says, verse 9 says, For he who lacks these things are short sighted and blind and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. You know, you, you say, Devil tempts me. That is his job. That is his job. He's doing his job effectively. Why can't you do your job effectively? Luke chapter 10, 19, no, no need to go. Luke chapter 10, 19, he says, I have given you authority to travel on scorpions and say, He has given you what you bind, it shall be bound. What you lose, it will be loose. What you ask anything in my name, it shall be done for you. Why don't you and me do it? When devil attacks when devil challenges me, challenges me of the authenticity of being a born again Christian child. When he tells lies, why cannot we defend our faith as Jesus said, man shall not leave by bread alone. He has to run. If Jesus could quote the word and the devil run, you quote the word and the devil will run provided you know the word. Want to tell you the word is a double-edged sword that God has given to us. We have forgotten our identity in the church, in the, in the Lord. I want to tell you, I'm not teach, teaching or Apostle Peter is not preaching this to, to make you feel you are insecure in Christ Jesus, but it is the, the purpose of preaching this message is to make sure you are responsible to being a Christian. Some of us, it is pastor's job to prepare a message and come and my job is to clap and say Amen. I don't need to re rewind, recap or study again the word. That's why if you don't study in your MBA or any class, you will get one big one. This What is that? Zero. The spiritually also we will get zero. Because you will crumble when the enemy comes. Am I talking to you some this this evening? You need to should not forget that you are washed and cleansed from old and past sins. What Jesus said, what God the Old, Old Testament said, what the Old Testament said to your youthful sins, I will not remember. As a West is from far from east, so shall be your sins away from me. 
pursuing pursuing or persistence of sin you and me are blinded we are supposed to be holy people verse 10 therefore brethren be even more diligent to make your call and election sure for if you do these things you will never stop Apostle Peter said that you should be very careful about your election you are calling we need to be having some surety and assurance that as God is holy we are holy For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What it says, you will never stumble. stumble. You will be into the kingdom of everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So what it means, those who, those who successfully display those characters, faith and love, they are assured of salvation. Bible says, those who, those who stand firm till the end shall be saved. Not that somebody bigger will be saved. How much curiosity we have to get an a pre-interpreter but we are not so much curious to know to make sure our heavenly calling and our election where I will go to make one's calling and election sure is to live a Christian life in the power of the Holy Spirit Some of us are lip services, some of us are sanctuary services. You understand that? Lip services. From lips they are Lord, Lord, Lord. Some of our church services, which in church they are right people. That's not what God called us for. God has called us for to be holy people. In church, outside church. Those who profess salvation but never grow in their walk with God will suffer lack of assurance of eternal kingdom. One John chapter five thirty. If you are in Christ, you will be sure of it. One John chapter five thirty. I'm closing quickly. One John chapter five thirty. This is I tell to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life, 
and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of god it is written bible is written apostle john says it is written that you have eternal life hallelujah at the same time he says you need to continue believing in the name of the lord you need to continue believing in the name of the lord otherwise we will suffer setbacks they will be living testimonies of the power of god that can change lives today many as yesterday i said to my to some group i said that today many are reformed but not transformed what is the difference between transformation and reformation reformation means outside to inside transformation means inside to outside we are many people we are reformed people i left this thing so i am a christian there are many people who said i surrender my sinfulness i have died so i am a christ like child what are you reformed christian or transformed christian transformation means inside out that's what bible says psalm 190 19 says what it says his word transforms life when you take the word of god it is bitter but it transforms life some of the cough syrups you know very bitter but it heals your coughing the same way there is only one thing that transforms life that is the word of god not the novels not the diseases not some horror show only the word many are sitting many christians in the churches today are reformed christians they are outside christians shows showing that's why they just services in church they are good people let's go back to verse 2 in 1 peter 2 1 peter chapter so okay, second peter chapter 1 verse 2 i'm closing this i kept for that's why eventually i have not taken verse 2 first grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of god and of jesus our lord so two things are there grace and peace let me tell you grace and peace you cannot have until you have knowledge of god and the knowledge of jesus christ our lord by keeping your name peace or marrying a girl called name called peace you cannot have peace in hindi we call peace in shanti so we say shanti today in the church i said marrying a girl called shanti will not bring shanti you know some wife sometimes say but some husband sorry some husband sometimes say my wife doesn't allow me to leave then she does she doesn't allow me to die also <laughs> she doesn't allow me to leave then what happened why how she doesn't allow me to die peace comes peace and and grace is like the two sides of the coin grace comes first then peace how you are saved to whom i should ask anybody volunteer 
Anybody want to get some demo? Don't tell. If at all you know. I know that you know. Okay. Pamela. Yes. Linda. Tell me. Linda. Tell me. No. By the grace of God, by faith in Jesus Christ, we are saved. First grace God gave to believe in Jesus Christ. Then by putting our faith in Jesus Christ, we have saved. Not faith, first and grace. No, first grace. Because without having grace of God, we cannot believe Jesus Christ. So what is the, how we are saved? By the grace of God, by faith in Jesus Christ, we have been saved. So it is that grace and peace multiplied by in you. So how it is multiplied? Between faith and love, you need to put on that six characteristics, godly characteristics. That is said in verse 5 to 7. Virtue, knowledge, all that six characteristics. By faith we started, we have the love. How we have the love? It's not a huge program, so don't worry. How we have love? Our Bible says, through the Holy Spirit, He poured the Father's love into our heart. Okay? So we have the faith, we have the love. But in between the characteristics, we need to work out. We need to work out to be patient. We need to work out to persevere. We need to work out to be godly. We need to work out to be holy. We need to work out to add on virtue. We need to work out. For that grace is already given peace also yours. I want to tell you two things are very important for a Christian to grow in his Christian life. Write down. First, power of God. Second, promises of God. These two things are very important. Without which we cannot grow in the Lord. What is the power of God? How we experience the power of God? How we experience the power of God? Who brings the power of God? Come on, church. Power of God. Who brings? Yes, you smile at me and you can know that. Power of God. Who brings power of God? Holy Spirit, right? Why do I Holy Spirit. For Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, we see the power of God. And what about the promises of God? Yes, my dear. I'm looking to you. Promises of God. Where is you? Where do you find the promises of God? The Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Jesus Christ, come on somebody, through the Holy Spirit we see the power of God, through Jesus we get the promises of God. And that too is important for our spiritual growth. Without one, we cannot grow. Some people are very, I read the Bible every day but I don't pray, come on. Some people, I pray every day but I don't feel, just in reading Bible, if you do not know to whom you are praying and who is going to answer your prayer. You need to know to whom you are praying. You need to know the God of Bible, the one who answers, the one who died for you. You need to know He is your author and 
of your faith and ask anything in his name, it shall be done for you. We cannot go and say that uh, if there is any God, answer me. Everybody will say, we are many of them, but answering is not in our capacity. Answering only one can say, he said, if you call my name, I will answer. Without power of God and without promises of God, you cannot grow. You need the power of God, means the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you need to have the promises of God, the word of God, with the Jesus is and Christ alive in us to the Spirit of God. No need that. Then if Jesus Christ is alive in the power of God in you, then you need not to open the Bible. It will be like water. It, like, it will be smoothly coming. Words will come from your mouth. And many examples in India, those who are farmers and they, they never study, but they become pastors. You you come with me to the village area, where you see that that kind of pastors, they will be only having some 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 uh, some kind of topi, uh, something like that, and they will stand and they don't have any Bible, they have no preparation note, but they speak Bible like anything. When the power of God and the promises of God is living inside. There is no need for you to open the Bible. Devil, devil attacked Jesus. He was not, let me open the Torah. Let me find what. No, he said, it is written. Do you know what it is written in your Bible? Do you know what it is written about you in the Bible? You are my precious child. I love you so much. The Bible is always about a a song, a love story, not between Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. It's a love story, the Father and Son saying, I love you so much. But what we do, we forsake that love, unconditional love, and we end up in some love, somewhere crap love, and then we blame love is so. No, love is not so. Love is this. If you want to see the right love, look into the Bible. Look into the Bible. The Bible speaks about the love is the giving love. Give life. Come on. Two things very important. And there is two things possible. You know that? The two things possible is that either you will develop a call to be a fruitful Christian. Two possibilities are there. You will develop to be a, to develop the quality to be a fruitful Christian. You will be a progressive Christian. Or you will ignore the provision that is available in Jesus Christ. You will be short-sighted. You will be blind. Am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? If you ever doubt or if you ever think about my, why I am 20 years in Christ but why my spiritual airplane is not taking off. Don't blame pastors. I want to tell you, don't look for a perfect church. Don't look for a perfect pastor. Don't look for a perfect Christian. Even if you find one, don't go there. Because that you will be get corrupted. 
know why? Because there is no such called perfect. There is only one perfect pastor it is in heaven. There is only one perfect church that is in heaven. There is only one perfect congregation that will be the people who love the bride, bride that will reach the bridegroom. That would be the perfect Many of us say, oh, I don't like this church. Did God ask you? Ask your mother whether you like this son whose hair is curly, he's short, his color is black. Did you ask? Did, did God ask your mother? Did God ask you whether you want to be grown in, born in this family? I don't like my siblings. They are no, no. Did God ask you? Don't look back. Look to self. Many times we say, "I don't like so." Who asks you? I want. I. I. I would say, if my, my God would have asked my parents, then they would have said, "Okay, after 35 years, give it to me." Because up to 35 years, it will be very difficult to handle. After 35, he will come to know you. Then he will be handleable. Then send him back. No, he said, "I was grown, born in such family." And all my chaotic life, my parents were born and faced and and struggled and cried 35 years. And that cry, that 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 tears of my mother, still she is living 83 years old, took up in the in, in a bottle, and God saw it in her. And in the 35 years of their time, I met with an accident. There, God said, "It is your time now. Turn back." And here, standing as a pastor. If, if somebody would have looked in me perfection, I would have died in that accident. When doctor said brain hemorrhage, he will never get up. In two, seven years, he will be disabled and never get up. God raised me on the seventh day. Here I am standing completely healed. I don't have a story to sell. 20, 21 years before I was set, I was healed. Even today I stand healed. What he said, whom the sun set free is free indeed. We have very mean-minded Christians. We don't. Oh, I don't like that believer set like that. That soul set like that. Who cares? Why you are going for believers? Go for Christ, my dear. Oh, that dressing. Don't look through that dressing. Look to your dressing. Oh, they're, they're speaking tongues. You can't speak. Be silent. God hears silent prayers also. No, I don't know English. Speak in Shona. God understands Shona. I don't know Hindi. Speak in Gujarati. God will understand that Nepali. Any language. Your God can understand. Don't live a blame game life. Forget not that God expects you to grow. God expects you to grow. Check up your life, what value you have added. There is only two possibilities. Either you will commit yourself to grow in the Lord or you will ignore. Okay, three verses and closing. 1 Timothy chapter 4, 6 stop. Quickly go. 1 Timothy.
the sixth song. What to be done now? I'm coming here. Fight the good fight of faith. Come on. Stop retreating. Stop playing games of blades. Start to fight the good fight of faith. What? Lay hold on eternal life. Come on. That means what? Lay hold means what? If you don't hold, you will lose it. God doesn't say that you go away. You lose it. And then, to which you are also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Means what? You testified many times here what God did to you. And if you don't hold on to that, what should we do to that? Fight a good fight. What fight? Fight of faith. The first thing. Fight the ninth verse standing. Hold on to your eternal life. Okay, verse 90. <laughs> Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may hold on eternal life. Store. Store things that is worthy to give you eternal life. Remember that. 5 to 7. The virtues should be added. Put value into your Christian life. Put value into your growth life. Okay, story, story. You need to do what? Fight a good fight of faith and lay hold on your eternal life. Hebrews chapter 12, 1. Hebrews chapter 12, 1. Three scriptures with that I'm close. Therefore, we also, since we were surrounded by a so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way and the sin we so entirely ensures us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Not many testimonies are there in the Bible. The Hall of Fame, Hebrews chapter 11, and Hall of Fame, the Bible is full of great men and women of faith not limited with that nor in there are many witnesses surrounding you so that you may grow these witnesses are just not to make you sing and dance and or something it is you need to grow somebody say I need to grow in Christ every day you need to grow and what he says let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensures us. There is many things in this world that can pull you, push you, drag you into sin. The ordination. You need to leave that good things. Am I talking to somebody this evening? It could be a friend. Don't leave that friend, but leave that friendship. because you need to speak this you need to testify to him God loves you don't be a don't drink don't do these things don't tell lies keep telling them you need to win them but don't be part of their life don't be part of their parties don't be part of that one night stand out no don't don't go out with them but say I love you because God loves you 
Because what is your agenda? To win that soul. What is Apostle Paul saying? Somehow I may win a soul. That somehow doesn't mean, okay, you drink, okay, let me drink, but Jesus loves you. Huh? <laughs> Them in the corrupted world, uncorruptibly stand with them and say, I love God. So that's what when, when Joseph said, when Joseph was seduced by Potiphar's wife, what he said, I'm not going to do this because I will sin against God. When somebody opens door for you, that look handsome looking man, good looking girl, let us have fun, say, I cannot dishonor God. You may like it, but I cannot dishonor God. Do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Don't stand in midst of sinners. And don't sit among the mockers. Make a choice. Who should be your friend? Who should be your so-called girl or boyfriend? about who should be your wife tomorrow who should be your husband not go to look for charm charm and if the disability it will pass away whom you see with makeups now go and see them early morning when they get out you say, ah! because that makeup is gone to scream. The devil will scream. Lay aside all that thing. And then what to do? First one was fight a good fight of faith. Second is one run the race with endurance. Run. Run. And third, third thing what we need to do. Philippians chapter 3, 14. Philippians chapter 3, 14. I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I don't I don't I don't bring fairy tale stories to you. I bring word of God. Supported by the word of God. I press toward the goal. What is the goal? To be with the Lord in eternal life. And I press forward. What is that? It is not the side call, straight call. It is upward call. It's not from anybody upon the face of the earth. It is from heaven there is a call. That is a call. I am called to be with Christ Jesus in the eternal kingdom. And what I do? I press toward that goal. Philippians, if we wanted to not to stumble, Bible says if you put on 1 Peter 5, 7, that says things between life, love, faith and love, you progress in that spiritual walk. 
And then what will happen? With that, what you need to hold, do? What we need to do? What you need to do? Fight a good fight of faith. Holding on to eternal life. No matter what happens, I will not leave my eternal life with Christ. Second, what we need to do? Run a race with, don't just race, run a race with endurance. Means what? It will remain, it will endure till the end. Not for some time. And third, always look to that price of gold, that gold. That is an upward call. What is that upward call? To be with Christ Jesus. John chapter 14 said, I'm going and I'm coming. I'm preparing a place for you. What a great hope we have. I prepare a place for you that I will come back and take you where I am. God is preparing a place for you and God is preparing you for that place also. And today I want to finish up here. Look to me here. Christian life is not the same. Not a Christian club life. Just go and jump and dance. That is not Christian life. You jump and dance for you jump and dance for Michael Jackson or somebody else also. Am I talking to you right now? What is the progress that you made in Christ Jesus? Don't tell me I am pastor's daughter and son. Is there is any growth in you? Don't tell that I am a church worship worship leader in my church, which is your church. All church belongs to God. There is no my church. I am a prayer warrior. Where? In the group. Otherwise, I don't pray. Why don't you come to church? No, I go on online church. What is that online church? Means I don't no no accountability, no responsibility. Online churches are for those people who do not want it to be responsible, do not want it to be accountable. Okay, pandemic time, it is some exceptions are there. We connect with connected. But what I am trying to say, last Sunday I said falling off. This Sunday I said about uh, never stumbling. Tomorrow, next Sunday, God willing, I will tell you how can you be sure about your saved, about your salvation. Now let me close and ask you a question. How much progress you made in your Christian work? Let me re-emphasize this. No height, no breadth, no angels, no demons. Nothing can pluck you or separate you from the love of God. But you can walk away from the love of God. If you do not be careful, if you do not grow in your spiritual walk with Jesus Christ, there is all possibility that any time you will fail in your walk with Christ. Any time. If, if you are in a wrong place standing today, don't stand there and meditate upon what went wrong. Start looking unto that upward call. Bible said that it is predestined that you need to be saved. It's not an accident. You are saved, it's not an accident. 
you are not saved because somebody said some good words to you you are saved because jesus christ laid down his life for you you are saved because the grace of god you could able to believe in jesus christ to lay his life for you what is the growth in you are you holding on to that eternal life and fighting a good fight of faith are you running a race with Christ race in your spiritual walk with endurance do you still remember that upper call sooner or soon he is going to come and supposed to be with you in heavenly places the devil is a liar is a deceiver and is a deceiver the undefeated foe don't trust him God said lead on not understand on your own understanding but trust God in all your ways today I encourage you I make a call to you we laugh we smile we enjoy the sermon I do not know how much loved it how much liked it how much received it but I have one thing to tell you. If you are not careful, if you are not careful, all that pertaining to life and godliness, what you need is already given to you. It is a choice that you need to make. Should you grow or not? What you are today is because of your choice. If you are in Christ, it is your choice. If you are grieving, it is your choice. If you are in depression, it is your choice. If you are bankrupt, it is your choice. If you are cheated, it is your choice. If you are mocked, it is your choice. Choose to be one with Jesus Christ. Abandon all that thing, vested in the love. For the sake of that love which has no vested interest, that says that God loved you so much that He gave His only Son, that those who believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And how many of you know that you have eternal life? Only six people? Only six people? No? How many of you have hands? Those who have hands lift it up. If you know that you have you have eternal life. I said hands, not hand. Hold on to that. Thank you so much. Hold on to that eternal life. By grace of God, by believing in faith in Jesus Christ, you and me are saved. Now, now it is our responsibility leader to grow in our spiritual walk. Don't just leave us a reformed Christian. Lead us a transformed Christian. Ask God, search me and find me. If there is any unrighteousness in me, lead me to that way of righteousness. Tell as David said, 
I sinned against you. I know my sins are before my eyes and I sinned against you and heaven created me a clean heart and, and, and a contrite spirit in me. Do not take away the Holy Spirit. If you are today not having the power of God, ask God, God, I'm sorry. I sinned against you. I went into a went into a certain area where I was not supposed to go. I went there and I'm today I'm grieving. But I'm not only grieving, I grieve the Holy Spirit was supposed to be the order of this temple. I grieve him as well. I repent for that. I do not want to be stumbled. And lastly, but not the least, I wanted to bless you with Jude chapter 23, 24 and 25. That word I always say that that with the word I'm closing and the MC would be ready for taking over. That uh, God is not interested that you may be stumbled. It's a grace that I'm going to declare upon everyone who lifted up your hands here. This is a great grace I received. Jude 24 and 25. Only chapter before Revelation. Last Jude, only one chapter is there. 24. Now, having said this, now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. I want every some of you to thank God for he can keep you from stumbling. <laughs> no matter you fail many times, but he will not allow you to stumble. He will not allow you to fall away. And then, and to not only stumbling, to present you faultless. And then what he says, before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I pray this prayer for you. The one who is able to keep you from stumbling and make you faultless. With joy, he may present you before God Almighty. God bless you. God loves you. Bible says, if you do these things, you make sure, strive that you, you work hard for your calling and your election. And if you do these things, you will never stumble. Thank you so much. Over to the end.